What's up, guys? Welcome to Free For All, all things geek. I am your host, Evan Swafford. With me, as always, Josh Barnett. You are close to the camera, sir. I am, because I don't have a mic. You are all up in my business right now. I'm feeling a little bit like my personal space is violated over Skype. It's all good. That's what Skype's for, right? Why not? Yeah, sure. Chuck is driving to Kentucky for unknown reasons. We know the reasons. Bourbon? Garbage. What else do you get in Kentucky? Bourbon and garbage. That's it. Yeah. You just go there and pick up other people's garbage, and you're like, oh, I'm used to this. This is my home now. And you just take it with you. Bourbon, garbage, coal, and horses. That's it. All of those are actually the same thing in Kentucky. I mean, you're not wrong. Oh, shit. I've done something. Okay. Oh, no. No, it's fine. It's fine. That's on That's on the tablet, not the computer. You know, the tablet probably would run better than my computer at this point. Fair. Hey, it's a. Uh, we're just going to do a short little show here. Hopefully you guys are checking out our awards as they continue to roll out whenever Chuck fucking feels like it. Uh, but it's a lot of content, so it's all good for it to roll out uh, slowly. Uh, we'll be back next week with a uh, video game show, which we haven't done in a while. Uh, a lot of good topics to talk about, and as well as we haven't talked about just games we're playing in a while. We did our awards, but that's kind of a different thing. We'll be talking about 2021 games for the first time this year, and we yeah. might touch on maybe some late uh, 2020 games that we played, trying to catch up for the show, but we didn't really like, go in-depth on the show. We might talk a little Assassin's Creed, uh, maybe some Cyberpunk. I don't know. Depends if we have time. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick aside, did you see the, uh, speaking of games we'll be talking about, Curse of the Dead Gods, did you see the DLC announcement today? No, I saw it got an update today, but I didn't actually look into what that is. It's not DLC, yeah, it's an update. It's a Dead Cells update. Like? Like the game Dead Cells. You get weaponry from Dead Cells. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go back and play that again. I was like, oh, Josh is gonna be happy. I'm very much in. I was already still playing it, but now I need to... Curse of the Dead God. It's just, I mean, I think yeah, it's, it's called the Dead Cells Update. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked for it. We'll talk. We'll talk about that uh, next week. Uh, we're here today. We're just going to talk a uh, short show, just one show tonight, uh, because Nintendo did something good. <laughs> yeah, that might sound snarky, but they haven't done anything good in a while, and. Their first direct in fucking four years sucked, so it fucking blew ass. And I could I, I was I was so fucking mad. I even had to say that to Rob today. I know he enjoyed it, but I was just like, this was infinitely better than the original uh like return to real directs. I want to read what happened at that direct and because I was so excited after today, which we're gonna go through. And I was like, I can't even remember what all was even talked about at that. It was so forgettable. And these are my notes. The number one note is just fuck Smash. Cause they always- <laughs> it's because they started with, um, oh, who got added to Smash? Something It's uh, added. And there's, yes, the Smash people care. I get why that's in there. Then there's Fall Guys. Of course, Fall Guys is coming. Outer Wilds is coming, a two-year-old game. Famicom Detective Club. Samurai Warriors 3. Legend of Mana. Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, which 
granted, I was pretty happy about that one. But still, it's Mario Golf. Tales from the Borderlands, like a five-year-old game. Uh, it's such a weird announcement, too. Like, oh, we're bringing back Tales from the Borderlands from a company that doesn't exist in the same way anymore. Yeah, and it was like a big deal for them. And I was like, okay. Uh, cap on Arcade Stadium. Cool. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie. No that's more. Cap. I think that's Capcom. Um, yeah, there it is. Arcade Stadium. Uh, Neon White. I don't know what that is. Uh, DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. That shit looked awful. Uh, Plants vs. Zombie. Battle for Neighborville. Cool. Metopia. Cool. Mario Adams in Animal Crossing. Cool. Project Triangle Strategy, which is a fucking hilarious name, but I get why people uh, were big on that. Not my thing. Star Wars Hunters. Knockout City. World's End Club. Hades Physical Release. A Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Age of Calamity DLC. Um, Bravely Default 2. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, which I do want to play that. That's been out for a while. Yeah. Um, Saga, Frontier Remaster, Apex, A Big Fuck You from Zelda, um, Skyward Sword HD, not Remake, HD, Splatoon. Cool. Mind you, this happened, I think, the day before the official 35th anniversary of Zelda. Oh, it was a massive fuck you. So, that sucked, but today did not suck. It did not suck. So let's go through it. I was also a big... I was, like, weirdly hyped. I, I saw there was an indie world coming. I didn't think much of it. In fact, I kind of forgot because I was fucking working. And then I got a uh, notification about the last game we'll talk about. And Tori texted me. I was like, oh, shit. And I went and watched and just for that, really, and then got super excited. Uh, opened up with Road 96. This is the game we saw at the Game Awards. Originally, at the Game Awards, it was just for... PC and I was wishing I could play. Well, I can now. It's on. Uh, it's going to be on Switch. Um, Narrative-based game uh, of which it's just about like it's based on like '90s road trip movies, which hell yeah, and like tons of narrative choices and possibilities. There's like a hundred and fifty thousand possibilities to go through. It was crazy. It looked pretty cool to me. It looks really fucking cool. I wish that it was cleaner, um, and that is just obviously being a smaller developer. Um, like, I'm perfectly fine with the style of it, but, like, if it looked even, like, Life is Strange clean. No, like, it's, just, like, it's very, like, the two people made this game. Yeah, but the procedural nature of it, the fact that, you know, there's 148,000 different, you know, options and going through them all. I mean, it seems like they're pretty massive, like, potential changes. And the idea of writing something like that, because it seems to be voiced in some way. And, I mean, I don't. I don't even know how you go about thinking about creating something like that, especially if it is procedurally generated. No, it hurt my brain. But the procedurally <laughs> generated part of it is what's super cool. It's oh, I, yeah. like, like, oh, I'm 100% playing this. Um, I think that was yeah, enough, just later 2021. I believe so, yes. Um, Aerial Knights Never Yield coming in May. Um, this is a very... I mean, it doesn't look like something you haven't played before, but it looked pretty cool. They had, you know, the creator, and he seemed obviously very motivated, talking about how he was pretty, seemed pretty grateful for Nintendo because he was talking about getting into an industry that didn't want him. And I was like, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, his story seems really cool. I think this game looks pretty cool, too. I like a good runner, and this one having some sort of narrative kick to it, I think is cool. That man was, like, 50% mouth, right? I'm like, I wasn't wrong. I was like, am I okay. wrong to think this? I thought it was, like, a filter on it first. I thought, like, at first I thought it might be Angle as well, and obviously, I mean, look, he's doing better than I am. Um, yeah, but well, it just, like, <laughs> it caught me way off guard, but he definitely seems like somebody, like, he kind of seems like just kind of a go-getter in a way like the fact that he's like you know talking about a story he's like making made a way for myself in an industry that didn't want to make room for me and things like that and i get it like you know being you don't hear a lot of game development coming out of detroit and uh this is something that very clearly has his stamp all over it and his style like completely the game is called for like it's his name is in the title uh, his like Twitter or Instagram handle or whatever is like part of like, Aerial Knight is just who he is, and it looks kind of cool. Like it, it doesn't look like the most in depth gameplay. I kind of wish there was like a little bit more to the moves. Um, but it's like a game I've played before, but yeah, his story kind of made me interested in it. And evidently, I mean, he they repeatedly touched on the soundtrack. Evidently, the soundtrack. I mean, that that song alone was was pretty fucking dope. So yeah. I was happy with that. I liked the Bit Trip Runner games back in the day, like just kind of easy, like the oh God, what are they called? Geometry Dash games and stuff that are just, you know, consistent runners that you just have to have quick reflexes for. Those are normally good to kill 10 hours worth of games throughout a year for me. So um, the demo's out right now. I might give it a shot, see if I like it, and then you now I might pick it up. Yeah, I want to support some of these uh, these indie games for sure. And then we got a. Uh... A uh, twofer from Anapura uh, Games, who they really are pushing into games, man. Uh, first was Last Stop. Uh, cool narrative game. Looks like three stories intertwined. I mean, there's nothing really, obviously, going to be kind of a mystery, so we didn't get a whole lot about it. That's one I highly recommend just checking out. If you like narrative-based games, this looks pretty fun. I don't think there's any... I don't think there's going to be, like, cool, like, new mechanics like life is strange tends to do of like rewinding time or you know seeing people's auras to tell the truth like the new one uh this just looks straight up uh narrative and i'm cool with that i mean maybe i mean the the description on ign specifically says that it's set in a modern day london where three strangers meet during a supernatural crisis so there there you go isn't really but cool this had been i think announced before but it looks super fucking cool like again like it's just this was one of those where like y'all had kind of talked about it i only watched it just a couple minutes ago and i was like maybe they're overhyping the the director whatever the indie world and like maybe some of these games won't speak to me but i think there's like two of them maybe that i don't really care about that much oh yeah it's impressive like and in a year where a lot of shit is getting and will get delayed and we're going to talk about that next week uh these indie games that are just done by a couple of people. They know whether the shit's done or not, and we're these are the games we're going to be playing. And I'm I'm actually excited to really get back in some indies. I think the past couple of years I haven't had as much, and I think a lot of people have been in a holding pattern because of new consoles, what they're going to go on, and all that stuff. So yeah, um, I'm pretty excited for this. It's a good time for it. Uh, another Annapurna game was uh, Hindsight. Didn't hit me as much as last stop, but still look cool. Another narrative game. I mean, that's kind of what they do. Um, yeah, I thought that also looked cool. I mean, I, I like those kind of minimalist art style games. Right. Uh, twenty twenty one on that one. Very then, boundish. Yeah. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> um, a big one that they announced. 
in the mm-hmm. overall fan base. This isn't for me. I don't love these games, and I don't know why, because I feel like I should. I'm not a big Ollie Ollie guy, but they did announce Ollie Ollie World. Man, I love the first Ollie Ollie. I, the second one I never played a whole lot of, but the first one I like. And this looks cool. It's got a cooler art style. Um, I enjoy just like the 2D, you know, nonstop, very precise skateboarding element to it and like pulling off tricks and stuff. And when you can pull it off really well, this one looks way more open and like an adventure game in a way. There's like branching paths and things like that. That seems like it looks like it would be a game that would be really zen to kind of just kind of dive into and not have to think a whole lot. Yeah, which we all have to have those games. That For me, for years, that was just Trials. Uh, yes. That will be coming this winter. Um, next game, Out Today. And this game, I don't know if I actually want to play it. I'm a thousand percent in on this game. I so want to fucking buy it right now. The Longing? Hell yeah. Give me German Dobby in a cave waiting for 400 days. I am all about this shit. <laughs> It is real time. 400 days, man. Obviously, uh, they, they say specifically you don't have to wait the whole 400 days. Like, you don't have to play it all out. No, but you, I think this, you can. If I'm playing this game, I'm going to be playing for 400 days. Yeah, if I do it, I am 100% getting 400 days worth of hours or worth of gameplay out of it. I might buy this game today, and then I might Leave be your switch on game of the generation. <laughs> Uh, like at the end of this generation, that's how long it would take me to play this game. But all right, see, the longing is really—he wants to talk about how uh, it's just single guy about how waiting and like the stillness and waiting can lead to creativity and all such stuff. And it's literally a game about you're uh, this, yeah, this Dobby guy in a cave waiting for his king to return or something like that. Yeah, the king is asleep. They, like he, it shows at the beginning of the trailer, he's like kind of grown into the the throne underground or whatever. And he used to like rule some mountain or in the the underground mountain like city or whatever. And this is one of the servants or shades or whatever from it. And I just love like for some reason it's specifically the shot where he's holding a mushroom like an ice cream cone and there's just a button that says eat mushroom and he just starts walking with it like it's like a fucking fragile flower i don't know man he's like kind of character of the year already screw you abe it was (laughs) fair it was really endearing and i i it's just such a when you talk about innovative it's just this cool concept and he was was like "I, i discovered this german cave when i was a child and it was or it was like nine years ago i think the 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 way the uh, subtitle said is circa nine years ago, I found this cave with a king in it. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I was, this I awesome- was like, I had to rewatch. Cause I was like, did I hear that? Right. He also looked like a kingdom hearts character. That's correct. You're not <laughs> wrong. Yeah. So I'm like kind of super in on a game that I'm not sure I even want to play, but I do, man. I like, do. They, they said you can just you could literally just kind of stay in that room for 400 days worth of gameplay and do nothing. Or yeah. you could get bored, and as you start to just do stuff, the game will unfold. There's time-based puzzles that can be completely missed because you're doing something else, and that day has passed. I'm like, this is just... There's nothing out there like this that yeah. I'm uh, yeah. Also, 
also <laughs> I like how he just starts walking through the lake or whatever underground and he doesn't like try and avoid it. He just like walks and sinks into his eye level and then walks out. <laughs> just like he's so done with it after only 400 days. Yeah, I mean, oh man, I'm so in on it. Yeah, and I was like this is like quarantine the game. Yeah. <laughs> um next game also out today, there is no game. Wrong dimension. Um, this is one of the ones I'm not so much in on. <laughs> yeah, not me. Like if there was, if this had like Game Pass or something, and it came to Xbox, I might check it out. It's just literally just like a comedy based, like almost like a Jackbox style game to me. Um, it's kind of like a compilation of like mini games that are supposedly going to be funny. I don't know. Like, nothing that they showed made me think, haha. So. It's hard to judge games like that because sometimes, I mean, you don't know until you play it, and then it it also is super easy to like really fucking swing and miss on that. True. Um, next up, we knew it was coming. It's good to know it's coming to Switch, um, and I re- remain immensely excited for this. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: uh, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I was hoping they were going to give us a release date because we have I haven't had that before. But it's still just twenty twenty one. This game looks fucking amazing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like all on. All in on this. Like, I love the first TMNT 2, the arcade game, and the Turtles in Time number three or whatever. Like, those classic Konami style 2D side scroller beat em ups. Like, I'm all about it. I like the super moves. Like, again, Donatello swinging the bow staff, and, you know, Michelangelo, they showed, I think, doing like his little Bruce Lee nunchuck move. And, like, I don't know, these games are just always fun. They're always fun. And, not- and this is the Street Fight or Streets of Rage 4 guys as well, yeah. I think. You know, speaks to me. Fair. <laughs> I love me some Streets of Rage 4. Um, yeah, super hit on that. Uh, again, coming in July, um, and people seem to be really in on this. Everybody knew about this beforehand. I've never seen this. Chris Tales. Um, I've seen the name, but uh, I think it looks kind of cool. It does look kind of cool. I don't really know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> yeah, I think- uh, it's it's a clearly a turn-based like JRPG. Yeah, um, and you're playing with a time mechanic. I think that the the thing that stands out about all these games, as it does with almost every indie showcase of any kind, is like the style. Yeah. Right? It is like some of them are super crisp hand drawn. Some of them are crazy like combinations of two D and three D, and you know all these other things. And this one has like a really cool kind of colors blending with the world and the background like art style to it in a way which is weird and there seems to be some sort of time mechanic um where you can make your opponent or your enemies easier by making them younger like you can rewind time on them or something like that um it's cool it's 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 unique i mean if i'm down for a turn-based rpg it would be fun to kind of pick it up like it's either that or triangle strategy i feel like right now so yeah Either Phil Jackson's Triangle Strategy or Chris Tales. <laughs> God, I will never play that game now. You just ruined it for me. Because well, that is all I want. Oh, God, I'd play the fuck out of that game. <laughs> oh, Scotty Pippen is just I run show on that. Uh, standing in the corner. Uh, Chris Tales is July. That is also all systems. Yeah. I, if that hits Game Pass, I think that's the way I end up playing that game. I'm not sure I'd buy that game. Yeah. Um, this one, just out of fucking nowhere, and I'm stoked for this. Uh, Gitsfu uh, Maiden, Undying Moon. Uh, 
just a Japanese as fuck hack and slash, which turns out is from uh, from Konami. Out of nowhere, Konami decides, you know what? Maybe video games are still a thing we care about. Silent Hills? No. Get to Fumuden. (laughs) Undying Moon. Fight dragons and shit. It looks kind of cool. I wasn't like super in on it. I was very in on this. But even before I was like, Konami? I was, I didn't even catch it was Konami the first time around. I just was like, this is awesome. It does kind of, man, it's got numbers coming out of enemies. That's always satisfying. And I love me some hack and slash, man. I do too. Yeah, no, this trailer's kind of cool. I kind of dismissed it the first time I saw it, I think. It's It's dope. It was one of like. Oh, skeleton hand. Oh, skeleton heads. All right, yeah, I'm in. It looks like a Square Enix fucking title card, too. It's just like, Getsu Fuma Den. I'm not sure how indie Konami is anymore, but, you know. I mean, no, no, I kind of think they're, if anything, they're an indie <laughs> title studio. Like, uh, This is also, I believe, the only thing they announced that was 2022. Yeah, they did say next year for it. I think that's the only thing, but I think some of the things in the sizzle reel didn't have a date on them. No, they all did. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I missed uh they were just on the they didn't talk about it they were just written very small in the little card in the corner um yeah so that's 2022 but yeah i'll definitely know that uh another one uh this is for fall 2021 aztec forgotten gods this game is dope i am this is like top two of the conference for me like i was so in on this like a 3d fast-paced action like future tech mayan gods like aztec like i don't know i love the fact that it's aztec with an h too like it's as tech and like you have this robot arm and you fight like aztecian gods like i don't know man the trailer was put together really well i love games like this that delve into cultures and things that we just don't really get to see a lot of uh it's a mexican developer obviously and like the the level of like authenticity obviously there's not steampunk you know, Aztec demons or anything, but um, the idea that it comes from a place where, you know, the culture would be respected, and I just think it looks fun. I think it looks fast-paced. I like the upgrades. Like, it looks like a game that I'm totally down to play. It looks awesome. It is also going all consoles, so Oh, is it? Cool. PS5, Switch, uh, Xbox, uh, Series X, S, all that. I'm sure old systems, too. Uh, Hoping Game Pass, but if it's not, I'm totally buying this game. It looks really awesome. It looks like a you're fighting Aztec gods and you are, have Iron Man repulsor rays on or something. Yeah. Uh, next up, coming in summer 2021, a really awesome... I, you know what? I just had just, I like roguelikes. I, I've yeah. turned and Skull the Hero Slayer looks awesome. Cool name, too. Like, it, I like it, it a lot. Like, cool, like, I don't know, like 16-bit um super fast-paced platform roguelite with a neat little twist that you have like you switch out your head to change your character because you're a skull so you put on a different skull and each head has different powers and weapons and all that shit um this was like out of like games i didn't know anything about or or, like brand new this was like this was it for me i was like oh fuck i like will pre-order this game yeah, it looks really, really cool. I like, like, in one of his designs, or maybe all of them, like, the dash move looks like he, like, throws his head and then warps his body to the head. Um, I, it looks, yeah, it looks really, really cool. The backgrounds are awesome. 
and then like the the actual character design is very classic like somebody mentioned i saw i saw that it kind of is dead celsian in a way in the way that it looks and that's always going to get me like down to fucking play so i'm very much in on this this looks this was one of the cooler ones they showed i'm with you uh then they we got the sizzle reel didn't make much sense because they just could have just gone but anyways uh and that was Art of Rally, um, which is coming in the summer. Uh, we've, we've seen this before, I yeah. think, at an Xbox event. Probably. Um, it's literally like artsy drifting. And for some reason, I am like so in on this game. Really? I, I, I This didn't really move the needle for me, but I it mean, why like not? So fucking like zen. Like, I feel I'm looking <laughs> at a zombie playing that game. I mean, that's fair. Um, Kiwi coming in. Yeah, Kiwi. I'm in. Cool. It's birds on a typewriter, from what I can tell. I don't understand what this game is. I don't know, but those birds usually look like it could be just like little menaces, and I'm down to be a little bird menace. Uh, Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective. I'm actually really in on this. Horrible name. Really cool concept. That's coming this spring. I'm gonna buy this game. I don't yeah. know if you're going to like it. It's super cool. It looks like you're trying to solve a mystery in a Where's Waldo puzzle. 100% Where's Waldo was the first thing I thought of when I saw it, and I was like, hell yeah. Like, I, I think there were, like, a little bit of things that almost look kind of MCSR-esque in terms of, like, perspective warping. But for yeah. the most part, it's just, like, it looks like you're running through a storybook, like, a, a Where's Waldo, and I'm totally down for that. That, like, it looks really fucking cool. Um, Weaving Tides uh, coming in May. I don't remember anything that really stood out from that. Is it, you're like flying on birds and you're yeah. sewing the ground or something like that. This one was one of the few. I was like, eh. Yeah, this did not get the star from Evan. Uh, <laughs> out of nowhere, a House of the Dead remake? Pass. I Those would... games, like, Typing of the Dead, let's talk. But House of the Dead, uh, I'm okay. That movie kind of ruined that for me. Also, probably I never saw it. Oh no, I did because they put in they put in video footage games. from the video game in the middle of the action scenes. They were just like, "Oh, here's a zombie," and it just cut to like a black background screen of a single zombie with the complete with the bite marks on the screen because it's a fucking light rail or light gun game. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Who is the son of a bitch in that movie? It's somebody like pretty well known too. I'm on it. Um, yeah, it's probably it's the most baffling decision. It's in- Uwe Boll. It's not that baffling. The fact that someone allowed it to be put on air, though. I, I want to say it's Stephen Dorff, but it's not. Please tell me it's not Stephen Dorff. House of the Dead. There, 2003. Let's see. Let's go through the rundown here. Uh, that guy's not famous. That guy's not famous. I definitely remember somebody. So Do- Jonathan Cherry is top build. He is known from Dune and uh, Final Destination 2 as someone that died in it. Tyron uh, Lateso. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from nothing. Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint Howard. And Ona Grower. Uh... I'm not seeing anyone. That we, uh, I, rem- I remember I'm, one person that I remember, and I think it's the reason I watched the movie. Jurgen 
approach now, and I've seen that guy before. That's about it. Who are you thinking of? Erica Durant is in it. Who's, well, well, I know that name. Uh, Lois Lane from Smallville. Oh, that's why. Hot. She was also in like the fourth butterfly effect or something. Where is she in this? Are you are you sure? Yeah, she's very oh, low on the list. She was as Joanna. Oh, she is hot. Yeah, there's somebody in there in this movie named Biff Naked. Thank you. I just saw that. He plays a DJ. And Birgit Stein. My friend's um my friend's mom's name is Birgit. All right. Man, yeah, so I'm not in on this game, uh, but people online were excited, so cool. Yeah, I guess, why not? Man, this movie sucks so fucking bad. It's possibly the worst movie. It's, it's like, just from a pure craft of movie making, it's real fucking terrible. Let's just, you know, we did a whole podcast about these tangents, and let's just go ahead and keep doing it. I want to talk about Uwe Boll as a, as a director. As just a as a person <laughs> in general, he offered many times to fight critics who didn't like his movies, like physically in a boxing ring, fight them. He makes nothing but real fucking bad video game movies, pretty much. Let's just look at his yeah, blood rain. Yeah, that's the one I was about to talk about. Also, a dungeon siege tale in the name of the king. Oh, that movie. That movie's awful. Just like, just a shit run of shit movies. House of honest, the Dead followed I by... I didn't know Postal was a movie. I yeah. didn't know that got made. Yeah. Uh, House of the Dead followed by Alone in the Dark, followed by Blood Rain, followed by Seed, which I don't know what that is, but then In the Name of the King, Postal, 1968 Tunnel Rats. He made a Far Cry movie. Are you aware that there are three in the Name of the King movies? Uh-huh. Are you aware there's three Blood Rains? I was aware. Blood Rain, oh. the Third Reich? I appreciate the Blood Rain movie. No, you don't. It is the hottest. You only, you only I- appreciate it because Kristana Loken, the dumb T-5000 or whatever the fuck her name was. She's hot. She sucked. Also, what a what a what a rundown of the movie. In eighteenth century a vampire escapes from the freak show in which she once participated in teams up with a group of vampire slayers to kill the man who raped her mother. Well Ben Kingsley was roped into it. I'm not surprised that Michelle Rodriguez was in it, but no. Ben Kingsley, Oscar winner, Gandhi. Damn. Man, God, Uwe Polt does suck. I can't believe they made a far cry movie. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it. I can't, it can't be good. No, I mean, it's Uve, so no. But it has a 3.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Meatloaf was in. It was in Blood Rain. IMDb was is fucking generous usually on their ratings too. That is bad. Oh man, what a what a fucking what a man. What a, you know just I'm alone it. in the dark too. Like he just he just somebody's giving him money. I don't understand it. Tommy Wiseau is a better director than this guy. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on because we're almost done. But I, I was here for all of that. <laughs> uh, mainly because Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights, coming in June. I'm in on this kind of. It looks kind of cool. 
I don't know what's happening, but it's cool looking enough that I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll buy that. Um, yeah. Uh, I lo- again, like that was one of those like really nice, like cool hand-drawn art style games. Yeah, for sure. Um, Beasts of Merrillville Island coming in June. Yeah, this is like Pokemon Snap meets Everwild in a weird way. And it looked cool, but it looked like it chugged on the hardware. Yeah, it did not. not- it didn't run great, and it is not a game for me. I'm not a Pokemon dude, as we all know. But, I mean, it looks like an interesting game if it's your thing, but it's not for me. Yeah. Um, and here in April of 2021, you'll be glad to know that Fez is available. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's got to come everywhere. Uh, cool. I mean, I like Fez just fine. I liked it when I played it, what, a decade ago? I never played it because I watched Indie Game the movie and it made me mad at fucking what's his name? He was a dick. The guy that who did make that? Um, God, why can I not remember his name all of a sudden? Um, it's not Jonathan Blow, is it? No, Jonathan Blow is the best. You shut your mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, he was like specifically known for. Like how kind of dickish he was, even though he was yeah, Phil Fish. Phil Fish, yeah. Oof, man. But people love the shit out of that game. That was like one of the early, like, there's so many secrets, like you can't like people are still unlocking like shit in it today, like pretty much. Like people had like handwritten notes about that game and like ways to do crazy things to break it and like open up new aspects of the game and stuff like it was he put a lot into that game yeah i didn't get into it that much but it was fun it came out literally uh almost to the day on april 13th we missed it by a day uh it came out nine years ago god it's crazy yep so cool you can play it on your switch um yeah and that was available uh today so you can play it now um, and then they did the thing that surprises no one. They closed the show and they're like, oh, it's one more. Like they literally do it every time. It's like, I guess expected now, but just also say we have one more game. Uh, but I'm not surprised that it was coming because this is, it was a big hit for them, but, uh, I didn't expect to see it here. Uh, Oxen Free 2, a Lost Signals coming. Um, Oxen Free was a big hit. You're not a big fan. I'm a huge fan. It was a top 10 game of the whole last generation for me. The storytelling in that is so awesome. I love like the uh, ghost stories around the campfire feel of it and all the little like cool frequency stuff. And I lo- you know me, I like anything that has multiple endings on that. And I was obsessed with getting the different endings. I love it. It's very, very good. Um, it was a very good trailer. I can like. I'm kind of pissed Tori texted you about it because, like, I think if you if if you had just watched the direct and like the way like this is one of those trailers that is like once you figure out what it is and you're a fan of it, you're like, oh, shit. And like when he starts creating the symbols in the in the sky or whatever and like opening up that portal or whatever, like I feel like that would have been a real freak out moment. More so even than it probably was. Yeah, like if we're sitting around together watching 
E3 and that trailer had popped up for the first time, you see a genuine freak out for me of like, yes, like, oh my God, it's oxen free. And it's not just that they're making another oxen free. It's like, this is a legit like oxen free sequel on the same island with new mysteries. And you're exploring like stuff they set up in the first game that I didn't think that they were ever going to go back to. Um, I thought if they got oxen free, it was going to be, uh, like a life is strange thing, like where we just tell other weird stories in another part of the world. This is generally going back to everything that's set up in the first one. And I'm very excited. Night School had a bit of a miss with After Party. Um, some people will really enjoy that game. But for me, uh, it was a pretty big disappointment. Chuck, massive disappointment. Uh, and it just didn't run that great. Um, Oxen Free ran great. But... Uh, I was surprised to see... It. They had a pretty big relationship with Microsoft for after party um like they announced it and it was on game pass day and date uh i was surprised to see a debut on the switch but i mean that's cool too um i hope it's on game pass just because i like game pass because i already i'm already paying for it but wherever this game comes i will buy it so i'm yeah Uh, i guess that's fair it was a good it was a good way to end the show mainly just because it was a big gift for them i guess to show it um and Oxen Free, I'm glad to know it's gotten big enough that that was like their and one more thing. Even on an indie world, which I know, I mean, like an E3 that's shown on the in the dead middle of the show, sure. But uh, for this, I was really excited. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Do you know who Till Schweiger is? Who? Till Schweiger. I do not. But he plays Jack Carver in Far Cry. He looks like you've seen him. You definitely know who he is, probably. Let he me... is. He looks like German. Um, God, what is the dude's name? He was in Arrow. Um, he was like the villain of season three with the blonde hair. Arrow. Why can I? Who was the, the guy that played Ra's al Ghul? He didn't have blonde hair. Not Ra's al Ghul, no. Um, the other guy, he was like immortal or whatever. They like found like it was I think the uh it was the season where um Constantine was in it. Uh I kind of know you yeah, well they went to that you talk the back on the island of that year, not like in the present. Yeah. I, I, I no, I think no, it was the it was like the main bad guy. Oh, I know this guy. He also kind of looks like German Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, he's from. I mean, everybody should know him from Inglorious Bastards, for one. That is true. Thank you. Yeah, he's. Um. Oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Hugo. Uh, Hugo. Uh, was it Stiegler? Stilts. Stilts. I don't know. I don't remember. But God, I love Inglorious Bastards. It's it's real fucking good. And that chicken in Far Cry, she was also attractive. I remember her in like a few things. I feel like I've seen Till Schweiger in a lot of things, but I'm not seeing it. Oh, he was in Atomic Blonde. That movie was okay. I enjoyed that movie for what it was. He was in Muppets Most Wanted. That's correct. I see that. Um, scrolling. Stiglitz. Man, he, Hugo Stiglitz. He gets a lot of work. Not in things I enjoy, but a lot of work. He is. He was uh, Fred Krupers in Wo ist Fred? Just 
I just got that. You're scro- oh, God, he was in Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> European Gigolo, not the first one, the yeah. second one. And yeah. he was in the second Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, King Arthur starring Clive Owen. I love that fucking movie. It's great. It's so good. I love it. Oh, shit, he was in SLC Punk. Man, that movie is a long time ago. We are old, dude. The Replacement Killers. He was in a TV show called Lady Cop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love it. And his first credit in 1991 as an actor in Manta Manta. He played Birdie. In 1991, my dude was 28. So, yeah. He's an old man now. What was this girl in that I knew her from? I didn't see Saw 2. Who are you talking about? The lead uh, from Far Cry? Emmanuel Valgier. I feel like she's in like every TV show as like the sassy detective or something. I mean, I've seen Two and a Half Men and Saw 2. Uh, CSI New York? I've seen a bit of it. She was in MacGyver, which got canceled, thank God. She was in the video game Need for Speed Carbon. I played that. She played a juror number 12 in Monk. I watched Monk. Oh, Teen Lust. She was in One Tree Hill and Andromeda and Veronica Mars. Like Mass Effect Andromeda? She was in Smallville. That's where I know her from. She was uh, Lex's wife who tried to kill him. And she was in Secondhand Lions. I love Secondhand I know you do. She was in 40 Days and 40 Nights. She's had a career. It was born in the early 2000s, but she had a career. Then she made an Uwe Boll movie. Yeah, short-lived TV show Human Target. That show was great. <laughs> she was in something uh, called The Limbic Region. She played Jennifer Luca, age 21 years. <laughs> well, oh, she was also in Saw 4. Oh, she came back? She lived? Oh, man. She played She played Esmeralda in The Halfback of Notre Dame. Oh no, she's in House of the Dead too. Yes, she was. Also, is it is The Halfback of Notre Dame is actually The Halfback of Notre Dame and it's a football movie that is also a hunchback movie. <laughs> Man. We- oh my We've on the bottom of the internet. Oh man, the Notre Dame high school football high school football coach Les Mon- uh, Mado has his son crazy on the team because he is a big, overgrown kid who is jokingly abused by most of the other kids. He is really a very smart, artistic, caring guy who falls for the star quarterback's girlfriend, Esmeralda, a new girl in town from France. This is incredible. She was in Highlander, and there can only be one. No, but there was 50. That's correct. Oh, man, this movie um, is on a user list entitled Movies I've Seen. Well, all right. Let's look at Movies I've Seen. We're doing this. I'm sorry. I know we want to play It Takes Two, but I got to know. This is only for Nintendo Indie World, but that part of the show is over, folks. (laughs) This list was created by Fanny Johnson, August 15th, 2012. The number one movie on movies I've seen, cheaper by the dozen. I mean, being that... remade with Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. What? 
Yeah, you didn't know that? He got cast as the lead, and his wife is Gabrielle Union. They're filming right now. Did we need a Cheaper by the Dozen remake? I mean, if it's getting Zach Braff work. Uh, Number two on the list, you guessed it, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. All right. Uh, Number three, I've never heard of it, Yours, Mine, and Ours. I feel like I have seen the title or the the picture of it it stars dennis quaid renee russo and jerry o'connell it's just cheaper by the dozen made by somebody else it's dante's <laughs> peak and volcano like it's the same fucking movie uh the next eight are all harry potter films <laughs> the next three are chronicles of narnia <laughs> oh man all three all right someone after my own heart uh, the the next seven are the Saw films. Man, I'm uh, excited for Spiral, though. Yeah, um, the the Breakfast Club. All right, all right. Uh, the next one, two, three, four, four, because this was 2012, uh, are all Spider-Man movies. So this poor this person's journey ended with the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, Let's see. The Notebook is on here. 17 again. 13 going on 30. 27. Oh, they hit the numbers. 17 again. 13 going on 30. And 27 dresses. Um, oh, the Gerard Butler, Catherine Heigl vehicle, The Ugly Truth. The Hillary that Duff vehicle. Sucks. A Cinderella story. That movie sucks. The sequel... That didn't have Hillary Duff in it, but did star Selena Gomez, another Cinderella story. I did not know that was a thing. The third one, not starring Selena Gomez, but starring Lucy Hale, Cinderella story, Once Upon a Song. All right. Uh, Randomly Panic Room. A Walk to Remember. Saved. Along Came Polly. This is a long list. I'm not going to go through it all, but I want to. I'm just going to stop at random and she's the man. Oh no, Amanda Bynes. Before yeah. the movie. Oh, this is the Amanda Bynes block, starring first with Sydney White, which was apparently a movie she made in 2007. Then What oh, a Girl I- Wants. Then she's the man. Please oh. tell me there's more. Got to go to page two for this. No, and then we hit Jennifer Lopez, Made in Manhattan. Oh, that movie sucks. It's kind of my goal in life now. I am Sam, followed by The Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to watch every movie in order on this person's list. What's the logic behind I am Sam and then Terminator? They just jumped around on IMDb and said, oh, I've seen that movie. That movie Crazy Slash Beautiful with Kirsten Dunst and Jay Hernandez wasn't that bad. White girl falls for the Latino boy, and it was it was it was scandalous. Uh, then there's Kirsten Dunst is the problem in that movie. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, five straight. Bring it ons. Well, I continue with the Kirsten Dunst theme. I see. <laughs> Starsky and Hutch. So they had a they they definitely had a little um. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson moment there because it was all the Meet the Parents movies, You, Me, and Dupree. 
I feel like you, for some reason, like Yumi and Dupree, don't you? No, I do not. Yumi and Dupree sucks. Okay. Oh, um, Brittany Murphy and Dakota Fanning in Uptown Girls. I do not enjoy that movie either. <laughs> R.I.P. Brittany Murphy, though. All the Spy Kids. <laughs> the Hot Chick, then Mr. Bean's Holiday. <laughs> I fucking love Mr. Bean. American Pie presents The Naked Mile, which was preceded by Little Miss Sunshine and followed by Basic Instinct. All right, first off, let's just get that. Basic Instinct is famous for one reason, and we all know it. That movie sucks. Oh, yeah, it's not good. But I enjoy both of the other movies. Yeah. Oh, we hit the Star Wars block. Only the prequels. Oh, sorry. Yep. But out of order. Episode one, episode three, episode two, and then the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Followed by Devil's Advocate. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. All right, we can't keep doing this. Well, we can't. I do want to make a note. I just saw a note that that Konami game, Gets Fuma uh, Den, uh, Undying Moon, is actually a reboot from a Famicom game. Makes sense. Oh, the Golden Compass, you bitch. Who puts Golden Compass on anything outside of a don't watch this list? It was her Nicole Kidman face because before it was Australia. Oh, man. Australia fucking sucks. Oh, we've hit the the Disney classics. Snow White, Pinocchio, Dumbo, Bambi, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady in the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book, The Aristocats, Robin Hood. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, The Fox. They just said, you just could have said Disney, bitch. Yeah, she's literally just like going down the fucking list on that. Oh, man. Tangled. Yeah, Tangled. George of the Jungle? Starring Brendan Fraser? Yeah. That's and right. Leslie Mann. Leslie Russell... Mann? Yeah, she plays uh, the, the, the lead, the female lead. Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. And then we have to end on this. It's a movie I've never heard of, but it does star two scars guards called Puss. <laughs> a comical fresco on human misdemeanors and betrayals, a film about our right to not be perfect, starring nope. Alexander Skarsgård and Gustav Skarsgård. Nope, we're looking Puss up. <laughs> it's 105 minutes of the dramedy. Like, just P-U-S-S? P-U-S-S. Puss. That doesn't even fucking pop up on IMDb. I got hit the more results, which I don't think I've ever had to do. And there it fucking is. All right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wait. I might have news on that. Go on. Can't be a... Okay, no, it's different. There is... 2021, a short film called Puss. Oh, I'm in. Uh, you're not. The P- the Puss Cinematic Universe. <laughs> this is Samantha. De- it's nine minutes long, and Samantha desperately wants to get laid, but finding it to be difficult for some reason. I mean, most of us, sister. Oh, man. Um, wait. Uh, yeah, Puss. Yeah, hunt. An hour and 45 minutes. Not great ratings. I do love me some Alexander Skarsgård. The Gustav is just out of nowhere, though. 
Gustav was in. Oh, I already clicked away from that. Uh, he's yeah, he's he plays uh, Floki in Vikings. I thought it was that guy. He's actually really fucking good. Who did? And he uh, was in, he's in Westworld. There is an actor just that goes by Puss. That's it. I can't believe we're now looking up Puss Disambiguation on IMDb. I, I need to let you know that Puss is an actor known for Storm Warning uh, in 2007 as his only acting credit. Um, and he, in the movie, plays Honky the Dog. Fuck yeah. Get more work for Puss. Oh, why is why is this still happening? <laughs> I don't know. We're fucking getting off here. All right, I can't. I, there's nowhere. Yeah, to with us here. Why? You're damn right. We're getting off. There's nowhere to go but down after fucking <laughs> all of that. All right. After get more work for puss. Good job today, Nintendo. <laughs> Indie World oh, Showcase man. was a banger. Next time you have a real direct that you advertise, make it. Fucking half as good as that, and I'll be in. Uh, and also, do something special for Zelda, you cowards. <laughs> True story. All right. Well, maybe they're going to do it at E3. We'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, make sure to check out all the award shows that are hitting. We'll, again, we'll be back uh, next week with uh, uh, a regular game show. Um, so excited for that. Make sure to check it out. See you guys. So I do have one question before oh. we hang up. I apologize. Oh, you're fine. Have we been recording this? It says mine is recording. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. Otherwise, we just talked for an hour, which I'm also okay with. But Yeah, uh, I don't see where to stop. There, I hit stop recording. Yeah, we're good. All right, thanks, folks. All right, bye. Justice for puss. for listening to free for all your source for all things geek we just wrapped up another episode but we're not done stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes and rate and review us too that's the best way for new folks to find our show you can also find us on the google play store stitcher or your favorite podcasting app don't forget that you can now subscribe to our youtube channel to watch the show as we record and you can catch our live streams on the free for all facebook page also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. There we go. Let's just, okay. Now that we went through two solid comedic yeah. segments, what do you got? <laughs> I got nothing. Okay, that's all, all our good material is done. That sounds about right.